1: Hour number two underway now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Excuse me, we'll get this thing going. I promise we will. It is a Monday, the 15th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2021, and our country is under siege. I say that not lightly. More than 3,500 unaccompanied teens and children have been held in Customs Border Patrol CBP detention centers designed for adults just in the past uh, several recent days. Most children are spending on average 108 hours in the cramped facilities, according to DHS data, dwarfing the 72-hour limit. The official front line or excuse me, the official line from the Biden administration continues to be, there's no crisis. There's no crisis. It's just, it's a challenge, but it's not a crisis. Meanwhile, in the Obama-Biden years, 1,000 border apprehensions in a day was considered a crisis. We are now experiencing four to 7,000 per day. And the number of people being held right now in the south texas migrant complex is seven times over capacity it's so bad that ice has had to ask for volunteers to come down to the border and help the uh, cbp anybody can can you lend a hand here cbp detained or processed a staggering one hundred thousand four hundred forty one migrants in february including nearly 10,000 accompanied children unaccompanied children. Isis Michael Mead made an immediate de- called for an immediate deployment of available personnel to the border as he said, the influx is going to grow over the coming months. Children at one facility, as I said are going hungry and are only able to shower once every seven days as the center is at over 729 percent of its legal capacity. as I said, When you roll out a red carpet and then act surprised when people walk down it, you are a special kind of stupid. And that is exactly what Joe Biden did. He rolled out that red carpet and said, the U.S. is open for business. It's yours. Come and get it. And here they come. Joining us now to discuss and analyze is Dave Ray, representing one of the best organizations fighting this scourge of illegal immigration, mind you, illegal being the operative word, Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Hi, Dave, how are you?
2: Hey, Bob, how are you doing, buddy? Good to be with you again.
1: Good to be with you, too, Dave. You know, I just kind of laid out what's going on down at the border. Now I want to lay out what's going on, or I want you to, rather, what's going on in Washington, D.C. As this massive border surge continues to explode, this huge crisis, um, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi are conspiring here to have uh, House Democrats pass two massive amnesty bills this week alone, the American Dream and Promise Act and the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. What can you tell us about this, uh, David Ray?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. You take a wrecking ball to every mechanism this country has in place on the border to stop any kind of surge and. All these things were in place, which is why the last year of the Trump administration we hardly uttered the word immigration. So you dismantle everything you have in place. You have no deterrent facilities ready. And then you announce to the world that you're going to have a mass amnesty bill. Now their first announcement was going to be an amnesty for the entire nation's illegal alien population, which is about 14.5 million people. Uh, I think they've decided to take it bite size at a time. So this week, they're actually going to vote on two amnesty measures. One of them uh, would uh, go to about 3 million illegal aliens who are referred to as dreamers, people who came here uh, below the age of 16. But some of these folks are almost 40 years old now, so they're certainly not children. And then the other one is the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would give amnesty to about 1.5 million illegal alien ag workers. So on top of completely dismantling the, the border infrastructure, they've now incentivized illegal immigration. I mean, it, it's it's n- no wonder why people are ha- are seen coming across the border wearing Biden shirts. I mean, he has created this, and uh, people are answering the back and call. I mean— you know, Bob, the good news here is that the president has finally admitted that there's a major problem at the border. The bad news is that it's not the president of the United States who's admitted it. It's the president of Mexico, <laughs> Lopez Obrador, who last week said, we, quote, we need to work together to regulate the flow because this business can't be tackled from one day to the next. And, and what a lot of people don't understand about this is that nobody crosses the U.S.-Mexico border illegally without money going into the pockets of the cartels. And so this border crisis that we have initiated, which is happening right in the middle of an economic downturn and a COVID crisis, is not only going to destabilize the United States because we are bringing in thousands of people a day, many of whom uh, are testing positive for COVID, and being put on buses and sent throughout the United States. But on top of that, we are going to end up destabilizing Mexico because we are putting so much money into the uh, pockets of these cartels, and the Mexican government is going to have its hands full dealing with these um, emboldened, uh, very well-financed cartels Cartels, that that are running these human smuggling operations. They are estimating by the end of this year, we're going to have 117,000 Central American kids in the United States in this one year alone. Apprehensions, if you look at where we are right now this year, if we continue at this rate, we will have more people apprehended at our borders in this one year than in 2018, 19, and 20 combined. The Biden and, administration has this is a self-inflicted wound. Oh, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. A Biden-inflicted, uh, a self-inflict, Biden administration self-inflicted wound? Well, that's not what Nancy Pelosi says. The,
3: actually, the facts are these. There are more children, uh, about six, seven hundred more children, unaccompanied children coming o- over the border. Uh, the, uh, this is a humanitarian challenge to all of us. Uh, what the administration has inherited is a broken system at the border, and they are working to correct that.
1: The administration, Dave Ray, has inherited a broken system at the border. This isn't a Biden administration self-inflicted wound at all. It was Trump's fault. She literally well, said that uh, to George uh, Stephanopoulos. Yeah,
2: I was watching it, and where she got six hundred to seven hundred ch- children coming to the border. I mean, there's you know some five thousand in custody she f- she already. She forgot like, to say an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody gave her a bad talking point. But the fact is, Bob. There are loopholes in immigration laws. It goes back to a bill passed when Joe Biden was senator uh, that was meant to cut down on human smuggling. But what it does is it gives the presumption that if you are an underage person and you're smuggled into the United States, uh, if you're unless you're from Canada or Mexico, you cannot be returned to your home country. It's called TVPRA. But the Democrats have the majority in the House, and they have the majority in the Senate. And if it's a problem that needs to be fixed, they could fix it lickety-split. They can't sit there and act like we can't do anything about this. We have been, the reason why we have catch and release uh, is because we've basically made children into a get-out-of-jail-free card. If you're a child coming across without a parent, you have to be brought into the United States. If you're a parent coming across with a child, then you cannot be held more than 19 days with that child because it's against the law to hold children for longer than that. So we have basically given them a get out of jail free card. Joe Biden stood on the U.S.-Mexico border, waved the green flag, started the dash, and now everyone's acting surprised at what's happening. I mean, Illegal aliens, just like you and I, are rational individuals. And these folks are making rational decisions. It looks like this is the best time to illegally enter the United States. So if it's on your radar screen, you are making the dash right along with everyone else.
1: Dave Ray, since we uh, heard Nancy Pelosi make that outrageous statement uh, to George Stephanopoulos, you said you were watching it. You probably saw this part as well.
3: Well, I'm sorry. I didn't hear who you said. Veronica Escobar. Oh, Veronica Escobar, our colleague uh, from representing uh, uh, El Paso. And yes, it is. The uh, Actually, the facts are these. There are more children. Uh, that- Sorry,
1: that's not the clip I wanted there. Or at least it's too early in it. She went on to say, and you probably saw this, uh, Dave Ray, that she's been to the Triangle Countries. She's been mm-hmm. to Honduras, El, El Salvador, and Guatemala. And she has determined the reason why so many of them are making the trek up through Mexico to come to the United States is because they have no choice due to climate change climate change is to blame for our southern border crisis this is from the speaker of the house of of the uh united states go ahead
2: yeah i mean it's not corruption in central america it's not belligerent governments that refuse to uh spend money on their own people i mean central america has a lot of problems they did get hit with uh several hurricanes but to blame that on climate change this has been going on for decades and we've been throwing money at it and the biden administration wheeled out one of their representatives last year or last week um uh, former uh, ambassador from mexico and uh woman by the name of roberta jacobson and her solution was to throw more money at central america too the other tactic they're using is that they're starting to beg people to not come you know we're we're going to send spokespersons down to central american countries and say you know don't come don't come it's not it's not the right time um but you know they uh and she was asked did anybody in the administration think about the fact that when you dismantle everything that's in place to stop illegal immigration it was going to cause a rush and why were you not prepared for that she really had no response to it because there really isn't a response. I mean, at some point, Joe Biden is going to have to get out of his casket and go visit the border and look <laughs> at the mess that he created because it is, uh, you, you know, Bob, this is just not hyperbole. We know for a fact that COVID positive illegal aliens are being put on buses and shipped throughout the United States. And now they're trying, now the Biden administration is starting to play loosey-goosey with the facts. Like some, they were asked last week, well, how many kids are coming in a day? Well, that's not data that we're comfortable releasing. So, I mean, it looks like the, like the whole plan is going to be, we're going to try to mask how bad this crisis is by getting everybody who comes in and getting them into to the interior of the country. And we won't be releasing data anytime soon. And it doesn't seem like the mainstream media is giving this much attention.
1: Well, they did admit this. Southern border coordinator Robert Jacobson did say that they apprehended some 9,500 unaccompanied minors at the border in February. The largest demographic, yeah. total for that demographic ever in the month of February. More than 100,000 illegals apprehended there overall. Uh, if right. You're not seen in nearly two years. So we do have some of the numbers, no matter how much they try to mask them, as you say, because it also, uh, you know, masking those numbers helps them mask their own incompetence. Right. Um, David Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Follow them at fair.us. Help me out. Fairus.org. Fairus.org, thank you. I want to make sure I got it right. Fairus.org. Help them out as well. They can always use your support. David Ray, good to talk to you, my friend. We'll talk to you again you soon. You too, buddy. Have a great right. day. Thank you, Dave. Dave Ray with FAIR. We'll take a time out and come right back. AM 1420, the answer. Okay, ten twenty-seven. Thanks again to uh, Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform, and Jim Jordan. Uh, the rest of the program is yours between now and eleven o'clock. It's time to get in at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five and triple eight two eight one eleven ten. We're going to go to Collinwood now and get Steve on the air. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining us. Go right ahead. What's on your mind?
3: I didn't see the uh, the uh, skit that you uh, talked about the dance, but but it's nothing new. In ancient times it was uh it's like a fertility dance it's a paganism
1: what and what are we what are God's we talking very, about hold hold mm-hmm. on i'm not sure what dance we're talking about what are we
3: the, the cardi b dance or something like that you were speaking about
1: oh the, the, the grammys D. last night the, you know, no right. it wasn't a dance I, I it was a no it wasn't a dance it was a simulated sex show is what it was they did well, simulated the, pornography it, it ain't, yeah, in ancient
3: times, they would they would do that, and like in the Aztecs, it was usually followed. As paganism would be followed by. Uh, Cardi B can't years.
1: spell the word Aztec, Steve. I, I mean, honestly, she, they, this has nothing to do with ancient times and burly dances. This is just a pornographic pig being a pornographic pig along with her piggish friend on live stage on network TV in prime time. I I, I agree with you, but hello, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you, but but what's
3: superior is, is that is that people will put their children in front of the TV to watch that stuff.
1: Exactly, that it, was the it, point. It's, I was. It's, pa-
3: it's a religion. It's paganism, and you know we're in the period of Passover, and it, the it was the same thing that that yeah. happened in Egypt. Is half the people were faithful, and the other half had been there three hundred years and had assimilated and 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 participated in dances like that in public. Displays like that, and 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 uh, I just want to say that, that God can change the world with a bang or a whisper, and and he and that's what he did with Moses.
1: That is a very very well a uh, uh, point. Uh, somebody else called me earlier, and thank you for the call, Steve. <laughs> somebody else called me earlier and said it's going to be with a bang. You know, it talked about earthquakes and this and the other. Going <clears> to <throat> God is going to shake this place up because of what the people are doing to it, et cetera. And uh, I didn't phrase it the way you did. I like how you phrased it. It won't be with a bang. It'll be with a whisper. He's going to whisper into the ears of the right people who are going to have courage and who are going to have the guts to go forward and spread that word. Um, and, and, I, you know, look, I'm not that guy. I'm really not. I'm just not. But I saw what I saw, and I said what I said. And the fact that I've got a microphone and a transmitter, I guess, you know, I'm kind of whispering it, and I'm kind of shouting it, too. Um, we have got to have a reckoning in this country, about our culture. Our culture is turning down, or rather shutting out certain books written by a children's author because they're dangerous to kids. Talking about Dr. Seuss, but yet the same culture warriors who are shutting down Dr. Seuss are telling you to turn on your TV and celebrate the empowerment of... I I don't even know what to say about Cardi B. I mean, this pig of a human being who writes songs about her vagina and its incredible capabilities and then sings that song on the radio and then interviews the presidential candidate who would become the president, Joe Biden, about all of the same and then gets on live television and simulates sex acts with another female dressed in nearly nothing on live TV, network TV, not even cable TV, where it can't even be hidden from kids, there's gonna be a culture reckoning. There is. And I and it probably will be with a whisper and not a bang. But I'm gonna be part of it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be a louder part of it than the whisper. I will not call for a bang, I will not call for anything terrible to happen, but I am going to say we have a responsibility, my friends. We've got to stop this runaway train before it jumps the tracks and nobody survives. We'll be right back.
0: Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe
1: space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. 1037. I got 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you on this Monday edition. And I would love to hear from you at 216 901 0945. You can also try 888 281 1110. Real fast, before I go back to the phones, just have to hit this story. You know how Joe Biden wants to sign the insanely ridiculous. Quote unquote Equality Act. The one that says biological boys and males should be able to compete with biological girls and females because there's no difference. It's just a state of mind. Right? And that's what they argue. The science, the biological science, the anatomical science, the physiological science, the chromosomal science all of that is hogwash you are what you feel like you are everyone is the same right that's the commander-in-chief of the united states armed forces boys should be able to compete against girls because girls are the same as boys as long as they think they are in their heads and along comes the u.s. army Mr. 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 Commander-in-Chief, you know, I want to rethink that a little bit. The United States Army is going to do away with its new gender-neutral physical test after test results showed, are you ready for this? Spoiler alert, women can't do it very well. In fact, a significant majority of women cannot pass the gender-neutral physical test, while over 90% of the men do. Officials are reportedly considering having different evaluation categories for men and women due to the, are you ready for this? Physiological differences between men and women. Well, what what do you know about that? I did, did you see that coming? Joe Biden is going to be flipping his gray lid, his plugs. Are you serious? I was told that men and women are exactly the same as long as they felt like they were. What do you mean physiological differences? Well, here's what they mean. Research shows that the Army Combat Fitness Test, ACFT, which is the same for male and female soldiers, was leading to lower results for women, with a knock-on effect for promotions. They couldn't get promoted because they can't do the physical work. An early Pentagon study showed women were failing the ACFT at a rate of over 65%. That means 35% passed, 65% failed. For the men, 90-plus percent passed, less than 10% failed. A report from last fall found that 54% of women failed the test, while only 7% of men failed it, so they're getting worse, not better. The report said that Congress, which is controlled by the Demon Rats, stopped the new program from being implemented, and the Army is reviewing whether or not it's fair. In the ACFT, there are six events, the maximum deadlift, a standing power throw, hand-release push-ups, a sprint, drag-and-carry, leg-tuck, and a two-mile run. To pass the test, those taking it must score at least 360 points out of a possible 600. And those who achieve higher scores are more likely to be promoted. However, average scores for women so far have been down 100 points lower. But, but... But didn't the demon rats tell us that men and women are the same and it's not unfair for biological males to compete against biological women? Didn't they tell us that? There's no difference. Love is love. Your 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 identity is your identity. How you feel is how you feel. It's what you are. There's no difference. Except that now the US Army is saying, Yeah, there's there's a difference. And this is incredible. I love women's equality, as any reasonable person would. I want them them to have the equality of opportunity. I do not want them being put into positions of either saving their fellow soldiers' lives or costing them their lives because they were put there because of equity instead of equality it's just like the race relations issues going on right now and critical race theory equity 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 the same amount of black people must be in the positions as the number of white people the same uh... um, uh, percentages of of wealth must be the same for all races that's equity Regardless of how much work they put into it, regardless of how successful they are in schools, work, uh, uh, um, uh, work performance, doesn't matter. Equity means we have to have the same amount no matter what. You apply that to the United States military and you know what you get? You get dead. That's what you get. That is not to say that women cannot serve. Clearly. This is the point. Give them The equality of opportunity. The test remains the same. If you can pass the test just as well as a man can pass the test, go fight on, sister. We are with you. If you are too weak, well, it's the same way if it's a weak man. If he can't pass the test and join and get promoted, you can't pass the test and join. You don't get promoted. We're not going to promote you just because equity says we must. And that weakens the armed forces. Tucker Carlson talked about a different element of this. It had nothing to do with the physical fitness part. But he talked about this, uh, uh, one of his shows at the, toward the end of last week. <clears throat> I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday. And he talked about the job. What is the number one goal of the United States military? And the answer to that question is to win wars. The military's job is to win wars, whether they be offensive or defensive wars. Our military must protect the people of this country by winning wars. You don't win wars with equity. By having the same number of gay versus straight, the same number of females versus the same number of males, the same number of tall, I mean, you do whatever you want. It's not about equity. It's about equality of opportunity. If you seize that opportunity and you can do it, we are with you. We want you representing us. Go win wars. If you cannot do it, we're not going to lie and lower the bar for you because you will not help us win wars. You will just help us get dead. So think about that when Joe Biden signs the Equality Act, if it does indeed get passed, the United States Senate. Okay, Marilyn is in Sagamore Hills. Thanks for your patience, Marilyn. You're on the air. Go ahead.
4: Hi, Bob. I want to uh, congratulate you on a great job you did this weekend at bringing America back to life.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It was was an amazing event. I I learned
4: so much. It sure was, and I really uh, took a lot back with me, and I want to share it with my friends. And I also wanted to say, in reference to Cardi B being a pig, I kind of resent that because I have a therapeutic farm for individuals with uh, developmental disabilities, and we have three wonderful pot-bellied pigs, and they would never <laughs> act that way, ever.
1: Plus, I apologize <laughs> for that, uh, that, gro- that gross Especially mischaracterization. Yeah, she's they have better ball. manners than she does. I'm sure there's no question she of that.
4: She would never. And also, if I could identify, I'd go outside of my species and be one of my goats or donkeys because they are awesome. And um, once again, I just want to say thank you for the wonderful
1: two days, and please
4: carry on. And remember, there's more of us that are with you than you think.
1: (laughs) That's exactly the message that I received, loud and clear, and I will continue to repeat. By the way, to your your last point, by the way, about goats and donkeys, stick with the goats. Goat stands for greatest of all time. Donkeys stand for Democrats. So if I were you, I would stick with the goats.
4: Not mine. They're Republican.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Well, you know, so (laughs) so they're actually scientifically donkeys, but they identify as Republican.
4: They absolutely do. <laughs> we'll let them, We'll let them
1: get by with that. <laughs>
4: they're Trumpsters. Okay. They're Trumpsters. Love it. Thank you. Okay, ma- thank thanks. you, Nevertheless,
1: thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, somebody. Um, it was a great message, and I got. A, I talked to so many great people over the weekend at uh, the Bringing America Back to Life event. I really did. I just. I mean, it was so inspirational because of I mentioned before about you know the number of of just you know regular people like you and me and then the number of clergy that were there uh, the fact that virtually all races were represented there was extremely encouraging as well the fact that I got a great tremendous presentation uh among others from Carlton Smith Reverend Carlton Smith who is an African American who did an amazing uh presentation on black lives matter the danger of black lives matter and in fact <clears throat> excuse me, the lie of Black Lives Matter, that it has anything to do with black lives. It is not a black lives movement. Black Lives Matter Incorporated is a massive transgender movement more than anything else. Its three founders are all, um, how do I want to describe, how did he describe them? They're not all trans, they're not trans But they're all, the three founders of Black Lives Matter, three women, are trained Marxists who are indeed pro-trans and are all indeed, I believe, involved with other women. It is more of a pro-trans movement than it is a pro-black movement. Although they try to incorporate that. His presentation was so eye-opening. But the most important part of it is that there is no call for equality among BLM, among Marxists. There was a great presentation by... um. Oh, for goodness sakes, trying to remember who did the uh, communism presentation uh, on Saturday's uh, part of the convention. And I apologize, I can't remember, but learned so much about the communist movement. This movement, which is how it ties to the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, which has nothing to do with black lives in particular, because they continue to support black babies being aborted, which is at an extraordinary rate. If you see a pregnant woman on a subway in New York, the odds are three to one. We learned that she is on her way to a Planned Parenthood clinic rather than a delivery room. Three to one. I mean, there was just such an amazingly eye-opening experience this weekend. And yes, there are more of us uh, than we realize. Sometimes it can feel very lonely. Sometimes it can feel like... You know, there's nobody on our side. We have to continue to swim uphill against this, you know, this 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 raging current of hatred, and of lies, and racism, and of you know uh, anti anti female uh, support. You know, and that was some, one thing we learned over the weekend. If you believe in women, if you are a supporter of women, if you are a supporter of the female rights uh, agenda then you absolutely cannot be for abortion. This harms women in so many immeasurable ways. It harms women. And so do so many of the other ancillary topics and issues that we discussed over the weekend. It's so bad for women. And in particular, unborn women who will never have an opportunity to have their own lives and to bring more women into the world. All right. I don't want to preach on that. Like I said, I don't preach. I just learn from preachers, and I try to try to share as much of it with you as I can. Uh, it was an amazing weekend. Thank you to Marilyn. We'll come right back with more calls after this.
3: I my yeah,
1: so I, uh, I looked it up. Uh, I actually got a text message during the break there from Jack Windsor, who was one of the presenters on Saturday, did an amazing job. And uh, Jack heard Michael Voris speak. He was one of the speakers uh, this weekend at the uh, Bringing America Back to Life conference, and he heard Michael Voris talk about Christ versus communism. But Michael focused largely on the Christ side of that argument. It was Paul Kanger, Dr. Paul Kanger of Grove City College, who presented on All on Communism and its impact in this country right now. Historically, how it was born and how it is being embraced and adopted by certain organizations uh, with agendas in the United States right now today. And his his topic, uh, his uh, talk rather, was called uh, Communism Isn't Cool, It's Deadly. Because the left is teaching kids that communism is cool. Since they started selling Che Guevara posters and t-shirts, Che Guevara, the communist right-hand man and killing machine for Fidel Castro in the oppressive uh, Castro regime. So yeah, they've been trying to teach kids that communism is cool, and what Paul Kanger presented was just an eye-opener, and it's what every parent should show their kids. And it's why you have to resist communism, socialism, and Marxism at every single turn. It's that important. All right. And by the way, I will have Paul Kanger on this program. There were three or four speakers over the entire weekend of the event that I emceed, that I reached out to and got some contact information and said, I've got to have you on. We have to have you on for a full hour and talk about this in depth with our listeners because we need more people to hear those messages. I, I mean, all of the speakers were worth it, but I just can't put them all on. So there are four or five of them that identified that we will have on in very short order. Okay, let me go to Brett in Worcester. Hi, Brett, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey,
5: Bob. Just before I start, I just want to give you my background. Is i I retired from the Navy after 22 years and uh, our, our mission is to kill people and destroy things with the goal of winning the battle and ultimately the war. So just wanted to, to clarify that first, but yes, I'm sir. really concerned with the, uh, I, I, while I disagree with the content of the tweets back and forth and the, the, the approach the military has taken towards Tucker Carlson, yeah. it's the context that I'm, that I'm really concerned about to have, senior leadership, be they senior enlisted or senior officers. And, and a lot of these are generals and colonels that are making these comments, calling them out. And it's, it just really troubles me that we're getting into politics from a senior management, senior leadership position in the military.
1: I think that's why Ted Cruz is so uh livid about this because it is it's a yeah. dangerous thing when you've got you've got high-ranking Pentagon officials or military officials as you said officers you know colonels and above who are engaging in this t- t- sort of back and forth and criticizing a private citizen who is entitled yeah. to uh, by the very protection that they provide entitled to speak freely. I don't think it's well, that. I don't think it's that. I don't think Ted Cruz does into? either. Uh, I, hold on, hold on what, real, real we, quick another, real real quick what i'm trying to say is i think biden is using those absolutely. members of the military to push back absolutely. and intimidate tucker carlson because tucker carlson is a big time threat to joe biden's agenda go ahead
5: absolutely and he's doing that through the secretary of defense i, I completely agree with you
1: yes sir even though he doesn't know his name
5: <laughs> well he runs that outfit over there right
1: yeah, that outfit over there. You know the guy that runs that. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. him. Oh yeah, I call him,
5: I call him General. Yeah, that's that's the same guy. Yeah, anyway, same. Bob, I, I appreciate it, and it just Thank you. it truly truly troubles me, and uh, we got to stay on top of this.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, Brett. Thank you. My I was friend. troubled
5: all weekend. But uh, really no, I know,
1: I know, I know. Thank you, my man. I'm going to get some other people and appreciate the call, Brett, and Worcester. Let's go to uh, Steve in uh, Cleveland. Steve, you're on the air. Go ahead.
6: Hi, Bob. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, great. Hey, thanks for taking my call. The reason I'm calling today uh is kind of a combination between the border crisis uh you know there's that's so terrible right now, but also uh the COVID uh, pandemic. I just feel as if uh if I was a rogue nation uh that wanted to take down the United States. Uh to me this pandemic has just been like a a trial period, you know, to see how to do it with a disease, uh, as opposed to some army or something. And let's face it, you know, what what came out of China has disrupted our education, our healthcare system, our economy. Uh it's it's changed our government. Uh I just can't believe that nobody considers border security as a part of you know, um, preventing our country, you know, protecting our security.
1: You know, you are spot on. Um, And I think there are a number of people maybe not vocal enough, and I'm hopeful, and this is, you know, maybe this is just, you know, Trying to make myself feel better, but I, but I really am hopeful that there are people who don't talk about this stuff publicly who know exactly what you're talking about, who, how vulnerable we are at our southern border. We can't control the massive crush of people who are coming across, uh, you know, with the, with the, uh, caravans and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and it makes it so vulnerable to, to somebody to want to just kind of steamroll across it and, uh, and get into this country and begin its destruction. There are so many ways that a foreign, enemy, a foreign bad actor could come to the United States right now and just do untold amounts of damage. We're weakening our military. We have weakened our southern border. And if they ever wanted to strike, the time is now. And here's the real part. Thank you for the call, my friend. We're out of time. Here's the real difficult part. We may not know it until it's too late. We may not know it until it's too late because I do not believe that um, the presidency the administration takes as serious takes it as seriously as i am certainly hopeful that the military does now i know the military is being led now by a biden appointee and so maybe it's all one and the same but i'm hopeful that there are certain individuals whose job it is to protect this homeland and to stop those kinds of threats and that perhaps they're working independently of the current administration which i do not believe takes it seriously that's the way i'll have to wrap it for now i appreciate the calls appreciate the conversations we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye